Hey, yeah. Uh, this is episode 290. Do you like reflecting on the past? Maybe there are some loved ones, some romance, some pain, some suffering that you like to revisit from the past, to honour a memory or even to take yourself back to a time that you wish had never ended. If you've ever used food to recreate the past, and I should say a lot of people aren't actually aware that they're doing this, but after you hear this episode you might think, oh yeah, that's me. So if you discover that it is you, then I want to talk to you on this episode today about how to stop using sugar and food as a drug so you can live a healthy present and future without polluting your experience of your life today with food choices that take you back into a problematic, difficult and uncomfortable past. The goal here is to unshackle your current self from your past self so you can live a healthy, abundant life. So let's dive in. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today we're going to be talking about feeding your memory. Eating your memory. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is the idea of eating to remember, which may or may not be a weird concept, but go with me here because in 2023, it's my mission to coach 500 people to stop the binge eating and savage self-talk cycle so they can lose weight whilst feeling in control and without restriction along the way. And one thing that is really challenging about going through this emotional eating journey or trying to diet successfully without that element of self-sabotage coming back in is that we really need to identify and understand the motivations that push us to eat. And sure, eating is nutritious and good and we want to make sure we're getting enough food in and for some people that means eating breakfast for some people that means not eating breakfast for some people it means three meals a day for some people it means two meals a day for some people it means one meal a day the point is though if we don't understand our fundamental motivations that drive our compulsion to have food outside of biological requirement, what I mean by that is by on the outside of I need to eat nutrition in order to fuel my body then we can't actually get in the way or patent interrupt any of that stuff that is unhelpful, the unhelpful food consumption, the binge eating, the snacking in secret, the going to the supermarket and trying to get rid of all of the chocolate before you get home so nobody knows about it, right? And we need to understand ourselves. So self-awareness is the first step. Uh, and that's a bit of a process. A lot of people want to start on day one with change. I want to change everything, but actually you need to spend a little bit of time in self-awareness, which is just observing what's going on. And in my experience, one of the things that people discover in this period is the idea of eating to feed their memory. What do I mean by that? I mean that, and this might be the case for you too, is that people eat to reminisce. People eat to feel the same. What I mean by that is they eat to feel like they once did before. It's connected to a feeling or a memory. For instance, you might be in a situation where you were raised in a family that made you feel worthless, right? And then as an adult, all of these things in your life have happened and you've progressed to a point where you might have a career and a family, but the thing that feels most familiar and safe to you is the idea of feeling worthless. That's where you feel like your truest self because you were raised 
and your personality was developed with this fundamental belief system. And maybe the place that you are able to remind yourself that you are worthless, and this is not necessarily a conscious action, but an unconscious one in many instances, is when you binge eat and when you eat yourself into sugar oblivion. That's definitely been the story for me, is that I have eaten myself into a place where I don't have to feel, right? And so for me, the idea was personal. For me personally, the idea was to eat to feel the same as I once did, which was trying to feel nothing at all. The other thing people do is to eat to remember, to relive relationships, to relive experiences that they had with somebody or themselves, or, you know, to relive positive memories, not just negative memories, but positive memories. And often what we do in these moments is that we try to eat the past. We try and eat our way into the past, but it never quite feels the same. And it's like a heroin addict trying to get the experience of the first high or the gambling addict trying to relive the experience of the very first win. It never feels like it did the first time, but we keep trying. We keep trying and it's exactly the same with alcohol, with drugs, with gambling, and it's exactly the same in this, with this idea of eating the past or eating to remember, right, or eating to repeat feelings. and. Why this matters is because trying to eat the past doesn't mean the past repeats, unfortunately. You're actually staying attached to old memories and causing present and future problems. It doesn't actually achieve the goal that you want to achieve. If emotional eating worked, it would have got you there last time, right? So staying attached to these old memories stops your life progressing forward. Your life might progress on a time basis in that time rolls relentlessly on forward, but You're actually repeating the shitty situations that happened in the past in an attempt to feel either familiar or a positive memory, but actually your life gets worse every day because you destroy your body a little more with the food that you've put in, that you've overeaten, the sugar that you've put in to destroy your cells and your brain, and you might gain a little bit of weight every single day, a few grams at a time. And so as we try to eat the past, we destroy the present. And we destroy any possibility of a future being what we want it to be. It also keeps you stuck in this never-ending cycle of truth, which you tell yourself you want to get out of, which is I'm trying to repeat the truth of the past in the present, despite saying I want to lose weight and despite saying I want to get control of my life and despite saying I want to get my stuff together. So you're in a never-ending cycle of this truth, which you tell people and maybe tell yourself in the mirror that you don't actually want. yet. These behaviors around food that drive you to eat are taking you back to those stories of the past. And the other thing is, if we're remembering good, often we're focused on chasing the good memories without remembering the bad ones. It might be somebody that we once loved and we're trying to recreate a situation or a feeling that we had back then. And we're chasing the good, right? We're chasing the good. And in those situations, we're ignorant of the bad. We're ignorant of the reasons that things didn't work out or that we no longer speak to that person or that we broke up with that person or that they're not a friend or it's a family member we can't talk to because there was a lot of bad as well. And so we need to pull into our awareness the reality of the past, which is that there was some good and that there was some bad and that our emotional eating is sometimes driving us to just look for the good, even though the bad is right in our stomach because we feel the bad and we're reminded of the bad right now. 
or in an hour from now when the brain fog happens or the energy slump happens or the beating yourself up happens. And so what I want you to do is find a different way to honor your feelings about the past and to honor the people of the past. And it's as simple as replacing eating the past with writing the past. I'm a huge fan of journaling and diary writing. I'm a really big fan because you don't necessarily have to do it every single day. But the idea is that when you're feeling the pull to eat for an emotional reason and you've gone through the process, we do this through the programs that I run, we do this process of awareness building, you've gone through that process and now you're in a position where you know what's going on. When it comes up, you can literally just reach to the drawer in your desk and spend two minutes to write what you're feeling out or do some breath work or a brief meditation in order to disconnect, honor and disconnect yourself from those memories or download them into a journal and get them off your mind and transfer them into a book. Another thing to do is to call a friend. You can even look through photos. You can reminisce by going through uh, past memory stuff. Sometimes that's helpful. Sometimes it's not, you know, you need to obviously be the judge of what keeps you stuck in the past and what helps you detox the present moment because they're two different things. Sometimes they might be the same and they might both work, but we need to honor the past, but detoxify this present moment from the pull into the years of your past. Because if we go back there to relive something, we're not moving forward. And I say all of this not to be ignorant of really sad memories and lost people and lost loved ones and lost relationships, but there's a way to honor the present without eating it by writing it down, by acknowledging it, by being truthful, by creating a space for it to be okay, for this to be how you feel, but to also pull that energy out of the moment by putting it into a diary, by talking to a friend about it, starting a new ritual. It might be around healthy food. It might be around going for a run. It might be around the gym. And these new healthy rituals are not executed by being in denial. We always want to create space and honor these things. But the thing I want you to remember and take away from this is maybe when we're emotionally eating sometimes, maybe we're trying to eat the past. And remember, you cannot eat your memories of the past. And if emotional eating really worked, it would have worked last time. We wouldn't be back here. So you can only ruin your future if you try and eat too much of the wrong thing whilst thinking about the past. Because if we're starting to deal with the past in a more practical way, then we can actually eat for health and wellness in the present moment to create more memories and to create a body and a personality and a reality for ourselves that's built on health, wellness, strength, honesty, and truth. And this takes time. This takes time. This is a bit of practice. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to go through it a few times and fall over and end up back at square one. That's the nature of personal development. But from this episode today, I want you at the very least to take the awareness that possibly some of my emotional eating might be driven by trying to eat the past. And if you do identify that as the truth, then please take one of these strategies that I've suggested today to start detoxifying the present moment without contaminating it with binge eating, uh, you know, sugar uh, plunges down the rabbit hole of all the sweet things in the world and, and, and do your best to be able to extract the, the pain, the suffering, the discomfort, honestly, out of yourself in the moment so that you can progress forward without the burden of being tied to the past or to these emotional eating habits. If this has been helpful, please share this with a friend or share it on your social media, take a screenshot, pop it up, tag me, 
at Maddie Lansdowne on pretty much all of the platforms uh, that, that exist. And if you enjoyed this show, five stars on any of the apps and ratings and reviews are extremely helpful for the algorithm to be able to pick this up and share it with more people. But thank you for listening to this. This can might take a few listens for you to be able to uh, process this because it's it, it's some deep ideas in here, but it can take a little bit of uh, repetition in order to be able to gain the skills necessary to have the confidence and the courage to be able to execute on this. So don't hesitate to press play a bunch of times and know that it's not going to look perfect and it's not going to look pretty trying to figure this stuff out, uh, which is why I help people to do it because it's difficult to get yourself back up off the canvas uh, when nobody else is in the room, right? So enjoy and good luck and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast, or whichever app you use. And we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode. Whilst the presenter that feature on this podcast endeavour to provide accurate information, it cannot possibly take into account your individual circumstances, and therefore the content on this podcast provided by any of the speakers is not intended as advice in any way for any individual, and should not be a replacement for professional medical or health advice of any nature. Always seek advice regarding your personal situation from a qualified medical professional.